Welcome back. We watch We Collect Podcast, episode number 33, presented by Believe Podcast Network. It's almost playoff time for baseball, and it is so damn exciting. I'm so excited for playoff base- baseball, and it actually begins, begins, begins this Friday, wildcard game start this Friday, October 7th, which is so damn exciting already that playoff baseball is about to start. October baseball, whole new type of baseball is going to get played, and I'm so ready for it. I'm so excited for it. Have a lot of few things. No, not even. I have a few things that I'm going to go over today. First off, the American League teams are set for the playoff. We're just waiting on wild card standings or who is going to have the third and no, the second and third place wild card spots. American League teams are set. Um, I'm gonna get into about just what a season this 2022 MLB season was. The the crazy things that we saw, the amount of history that was made and is currently being made right now. And uh, what else? Otani is staying. With the Angels for 2023, supposedly, for one year, $30 million. I'm going to get into that for a little bit. And I'm going to finish off the episode with just talking about the National League drama that's going down for the NL East standing, which is between the Mets and the Braves. And also, they got some wildcard drama going down as well. So, I'm going to get into all that. First and foremost, the American League is set now this is what the american league is stacking up now the teams are set but you know like i said we're just waiting on the two and the three spots for the wild card they're already set it just depends on who's gonna get it because there's still four games left of this season yes four games left and the mariners and the rays are only separated by a game and a half and Okay, I'll get into their their schedule in a little bit first. I'm just going to go over. So, in the American League, the Astros clinched the uh, number one spot with 104 wins and 55 losses. Yankees are in the number two spot with 97 and 61. The Guardians somehow win their division. Not somehow, you know, they're good. They had an 11-game lead. White Sox completely collapsed. And everyone thought they were going to win the division. I believe I thought had them winning division. So that was dumb on my part as well. But they win the AL Central at 90 and 61. So it, in my eyes, all the, the league winners for the American League are good. They're 90 plus win teams. And in the four, five, and six place, or the one, two, three place wildcard spots in the American League, we have the Blue Jays who are probably going to hold on to the first wild card spot and the Mariners and the Tampa Bay Rays will fight it out for the last four games because they're separated by a game and a half. So, let's get into their schedule, their last games that they're going to be doing. Let's look into let's look into Tampa first. So, who does Tampa have? Tampa has 3 games left. They're at Fenway. They're on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. They're at Fenway against the Red Sox. So, they've swept the Sox before. If they sweep them in three, 
that would pretty much guarantee them the second place wild card spot. But I'm looking at Seattle. They have four games against the Detroit Tigers at home in Seattle. So, and after that walk-off win the other day that the Mariners had, it's looking like they're just ready for playoff baseball. And they're going to probably treat these four games against the Detroit Tigers. Detroit, can't speak right now. Detroit Tigers, as if they are playoff games, because they do have to win. Let's take a look. So, Tampa has three games left. If they sweep all three, that puts them ahead by two and a half games against the Mariners. Mariners just need, well, not just need, I'm, I'm saying like if it's like easy, but they need three wins from the Detroit Tigers to hold the second wild card spot. If they lose two and if Tampa wins three, Tampa gains the number two spot. But if they lose if if they lose two and Tampa loses, I think one of those games, they can't take the spot because they're a game game and a half. Sorry about the dog barking if you can hear that by the way. But so it, a lot of it goes down. Like there is going to be no one sixty three this year. It, it, it was close to happening last year, but it's not going to happen this year. There's no no shot. So Mariners need to at least win three, win two, and hopefully that Tampa loses two. Or win three, and if Tampa even wins three, that's it. Mariners just need, I I keep saying just, but Mariners need three wins. Or two, and hopefully that the Tampa Bay Rays lose. Because if they only win two, and Tampa sweeps the Red Sox, that puts them up a a game and a half. And that gives them the second place wildcard spot. Now, here's where it gets a little, like, well... Why does it matter if who has the second or wild or third place wild card spot in the first place? So it's all going to come down to who's going to play who in the American League side. You know, it, it goes both ways for the NL, but you know they're not fully set yet. Their teams are not set, and I'm, I'll get into that at the, at the end of this episode. As as I'm sitting right now, the first, second, and third place wildcard spots, as it stands right now, it's the Blue Jays, the Mariners, and the Tampa Bay Rays. The Guardians would play the winner. No, 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 wait. Okay, hold on. The Guardians would play the last place wildcard spot in... Mariners and Tampa. So they would play them. No, 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 no. No, that's wrong. Houston, I believe, would play the Mariners or Tampa, the second and the third place wildcard spots. And then the Blue Jays will take on the Guardians, and then the winner of those team, of that team, would take on the Yankees. I believe that's how it's set up because the Astros have the number one spot. They get... Uh, a buy, a buy, first round buy. So they would have to wait, and the Guardians would play the Blue Jays, and the winner of those winner of those two teams would play the New York Yankees in the Bronx. That's, I believe, how it would work with this new playoff format that they're doing right now. And the wild card game is no longer best of one; it's best of three. So I think it'll be a little more excitement. It gives teams gives teams a fighting chance. 
So, again, game one of the wild card for both sides start on Friday. So, Tampa is the one that's looking kind of like, well, damn, we got we get no days off. Well, no, actually, it's the Mariners. Mariners looking like they get no days off because... Oh, wow. They No, they have a doubleheader on Tuesday. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm confused. It says there's a game tomorrow at 7.40. There's a game on Tuesday. And then there's game two also on Tuesday. And then no game on Wednesday. So they do have an off day, which is Thursday, travel day most likely. Or an off day, wherever they're going. And I'm guessing they have a doubleheader on Tuesday against the Detroit Tigers. So... Mariners just looking to get, they got to get three. Get game one, take the double headers. It's seven innings. Just get it done really quick, and you don't even have to worry about it anymore. But if I'm looking, if I'm looking at it right now, do you, I guess, the way I'm seeing it, it seems like they're just fighting for home field advantage. If it's three games, Two of them will be, the first game will be in the away team, and then the last two will be with the home field advantage. Mariners want to play at home. I would want to play at home if I was Seattle. And in Tampa, Tampa's looking to, you know, stay at home or they'll have the last two games of the wild card at home. I don't care what anybody says. Home field advantage, I believe in home field advantage for baseball because it has your fans in the background behind you. It has the heckling on the other team against the other team. I believe in home field advantage. I believe it, it plays a, a a good role in games. And it, it's going to sound biased, but it's because of last year for the Yankees and the Red Sox wildcard game at Fenway with the crowd chanting Garrett. And it, I, I believe it did get to him. And that's why he... Couldn't get out of the third inning, and we ended up winning that game. If that game was in the Bronx, it would have been a totally different story. Not because of fans, but I know the outcomes was isn't always going to be the same, but Stan hitting those two balls off the wall, like most likely 100% homers in the Bronx, it changes the game. But I believe in home field advantage in baseball. I'm not, I, I don't watch the other sports enough to actually form an opinion on it, but I'm going to stick to it. Home field advantage, I believe, plays a big part in playoff baseball. It's a totally different atmosphere. Fans feel different. They act different. They know it's different, and players know that the fans know it's different, if that makes sense. So, all in all, you want to win these games to try to get home field I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe the Mariners don't want it because they're like, no, if it's in Tampa, the first game is in Seattle. The next two are in Tampa. Or if it's 1-1-1, one, one, and one, which I don't think they will. That's a hell of a lot of traveling. But Mariners are like, no, we can take Tampa in Seattle for one game at home. We could take them. And then we're already one game up going to Tampa. We just got to win one more. But then again, it's not that easy, though. I mean, there's a lot of thinking that goes into this. Me, personally, I'd rather have home field advantage. I don't care what it is. I'd rather have home field advantage. But that's what the... Uh, wait a minute. Yes, okay. So that's yes, that's what the American League is looking like. And even with these four games coming up, the Blue Jays will hold on to the first wild card spot because they are four games ahead. They 
looking like they will not lose it because I'm going to I'm going to look right now. And who do they have? They have three games in Baltimore. They got the Orioles. So, yeah, there's I don't know. Let's look at well, Seattle's got four games. If they sweep the Tigers in four and if Toronto somehow gets swept by the Blue Jays, that switches the standings too. It's a whole lot. It wow. Well, no, that's not true. It's only three games, and they have a four-game lead. They're fine. Blue Jays are fine. My mistake. Blue Jays are fine. Mariners and Rays are the ones battling out right now for the American League last wildcard spots for the second and third place spot. So it's exciting. These last few games that these teams have are going to count. Every game counts in baseball, and this is why you play 162 because of shit like this. It, it could just get crazy. Not like last year's drama. Last year was really crazy because of the whole chance at one 163. So that was totally different. But this one is still like, oh, who's going to have home field advantage? Who's going to be the team that gets to have home by their side, you know, behind their back? I don't know. But that's what the American League is looking like right now. So... Let's see. I got a few little notes here. Uh, all teams are set. Yes, Mariners and Rays separated by a game and a half with four games left. Tampa with three. And who would play who? So, that yeah, that's what it is. Who would play who? So, um, this will probably be the week where I'm going to have most likely another episode recorded on Thursday. And then it released on Friday early before the first game of the wild cards i'm assuming that the wild card games will be friday saturday and probably monday but i'm not i'm not too sure i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to look that up i'm i know i can look that up really quick okay so yeah wild card game one um okay this is all right yeah, Friday. Friday. Why are there so many games? So, then. Okay, this is okay. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Game One of the Division Series begins Tuesday, October eleventh. All right, so this weekend is gonna be wild card shit. So this will be good. So yes, I'll have an episode. Coming out Friday morning, giving a wild card preview prediction. And that Thursday, I'm also going to be giving my official playoff prediction. Who I think is going to take it, Mariners, and who who I think will get upset and teams that might not make it. I'm gonna. This is going to be the one time where I'm going to actually look in depth. You know, I'm going to look at pitchings, starters, pitching matchups if they have them released. Or potential pitching matchups. I'm going to look at all that stuff. Because it plays a key role. And the fact again. Going back to um, home field advantage. Who is going to have home field advantage for game one? Take game one. Because you feel so much better. Take game one. So yeah. That's that's what it's looking like so far. So yes. Look out. Episode will be coming out. The playoff preview for the 2022 playoffs will come out this Friday, October 7th. American League teams are set, and we're waiting on the National League because they can't make up their damn mind, but I'll get that at the end. Next, we're going to talk about 
flip the switch to just what a season. What a season this has been with not only the history, but just the crazy things that just have happened. Not even just what the teams are doing. The fact that there's three or what is it? Three, a hundred win teams already for this year. And it, it's just, it's just awesome. This, this season was really, was just really awesome. No, there's actually two 100 win teams. Yankees are three wins away. The Braves and the Mets, the Braves are one win away and the Mets are two wins away. So there's potential for four teams, five teams to reach a hundred wins on the season. That is, that in itself is just crazy. And the fact that a lot of teams that are in the in the postseason now have not seen it for a long time. The Mariners being one of them. After 21 years, they finally clinched a playoff spot. The Blue Jays are back in the postseason after, what, 2016? The Cardinals are back in, not even as a wild card team this time. They're a, a division winner. We got the Mets. In the postseason, potential Phillies in the postseason and the Padres in the postseason. When last year it was like the Giants and the Brewers, you know, all these other teams. And now we got different teams now. And how these teams are going to act in, you know, during playoff time, it's completely different. Who knows? I know like. The Mets have been kind of shit in the bed, and now they're no longer in first place in their division. They're a game behind the Atlanta Braves. You know what? Okay, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. We'll talk about the National League at the end of this episode. Let's just keep it on with what a season it's been. Not just with how crazy teams are doing and the fact that this is one of the years that just had a shit ton of, like, a lot of rookies really showing out with Julio Rodriguez, Bobby Wood Jr., Adelie Rutschman, Spencer Strider, O'Neal Cruz. It, it it goes on, and it is just so awesome to see all these players, all these rookies doing their thing. So many call-ups for rookies this year. So many. And then not even just get branching off from the rookies is the historic things that have happened in this game. A lot of people forgot Miguel Cabrera hit 3,000 hits this year. A lot of people forgot about that, you know, because of the whole Pujols and Judge home run race that was going on. Yeah, Pujols hit freaking 3,000 hits this year. That was awesome. Albert hits 700 home runs. Now he's at 702 already. He might finish the year like a 705. I don't know, 704. Or I don't know, he might finish at 702. And just recently, I just saw it. Him, Yachty, and Wainwright just walked off the field for the last game at, 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 at St. Louis. That's just that's that's just so badass to see. And speaking of Yachty, he's going to be managing the Puerto Rico team for the World Baseball Classic. That's also so freaking badass. And the announcement of our of our of the USA team for the World Baseball Classic. The fact that we got Trout on the team, Mookie on the team, we have Trevor Story on the team, we have Trey Turner on the team, we got Tim Anderson. I mean, like, are you kidding? And then with Aaron Judge. Hitting 61 homers on the season, potentially his last um, series in against the Texas Rangers in Arlington to hit 62. He hits that. That's all these historic things that have happened in this year. So much badass things. And people say that, you know, baseball is not where it should be. 
No, it is where it should be. I think just fans need to start appreciating the shit that's going on. Like, don't just blow by, like, damn, all right, Mickey hit his 3,000. No one's talking about it anymore. It got overshadowed with pools. It's understandable. But you know what, 3,000 hits, no one, not a lot of people do it. I understand not a lot of people hit 700 either, but 3,000 is no joke. He hit 3,000. And this is his last season as well. There's a lot of the old-timer guys are going to be gone. 2023 is going to be a brand new season with a whole bunch of young guys. A whole bunch of new faces on, on, you know, teams that are going to make that competitive push. I don't know if the if the Tigers will do it, if the Royals will do it, the Diamondbacks will do it, or the Pirates will do it, you know, with O'Neill Cruz and all that kind of stuff going on. But this season just overall was just so damn fun. It was so damn badass. A lot of things are happening. People are gonna people are gonna look back like middle of twenty twenty three and I'm not saying it's gonna be boring, but like and then the trade deadline for this year was crazy. Juan Soto getting traded to the Padres by the Nationals. That was of course everyone probably thought it was gonna happen, but like it was it's it was still news. Like it's still like holy shit, he got traded. I don't know. And then this new season, like a whole bunch of new players on the teams. Matt Olson on on the on the Atlanta Braves, Freddie Freeman on the freaking Dodgers. So many faces that got new jerseys on. This season was just full of a whole bunch of badass shit. And fans like need to start just like we'll probably never get this again. Damn sure we're not gonna see seven hundred again. No shot. And I went over on the last episode, went over a little bit of a list on who's closer. No one is even close. I don't think the next person playing even has 400 right now. It's just crazy with, with what's going on in the season. And I'm going to say this is probably one of the best seasons in baseball. Not just with historic stuff, but with what teams are now making pushes and making playoff runs and teams that haven't made it. Mariners, congrats to the freaking Mariners after 21 years making the playoffs again. I'm rooting for the Mariners. But I'll get into that for Friday's episode when I give the playoff preview. Because everything will be set by then. All the games will be done. It'll be set. But baseball fans need to appreciate the 2022 season. This season was incredible. I don't know. It it was just amazing. I mean, even All-Star Game Home Run Derby at Dobby, Dodger, Dobby, <laughs> Dodger Stadium was incredible. Julio Rodriguez put it on a freaking show. I mean, damn, like, all-star game with the Alec Manoa mic'd up moment. Like, oh, man, this season just had a whole bunch of badass moments, and this this is going to be one of the best seasons ever for baseball, 2022 season. And we'll just see what happens in 2023. We'll see the team who's going to be the defending champs. And see see the teams that are going to make some moves in the offseason. Going to sign some players. We'll see if players get re-signed with teams. Or a, a particular player is going to hit free agent. This season, oh my gosh. Even after the season's done, it's just going to be crazy. Because Aaron Joe's going to hit free agency. And that's just going to cause a whole bunch of shit in itself. That's already going to start a new thing for 2023. Like, oh, if he goes to a new team... Now the the jersey that he's going to be putting on the new jersey that's going to that he's going to be putting on is going to be the talk. Everyone's going to be going to that game 
If he's got a new jersey on, everyone's going to want to see him. It It's, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm just looking at it differently, but this 2022 season was just so damn badass. Hey, I don't, it was just amazing. And I we're coming up on playoff baseball, and that's just in a whole new damn world in itself. That's just so damn fun. I love playoff baseball. Shit always goes down in playoff baseball. There's always drama. Like, I, 2018, when my team was in it, 18-inning game, that kept me up to, like, 3 in the morning. I mean, 2019, with the whole Bregman, Homer, carrying his bat to first, and then Juan Soto doing it right after him, saying, why did you do it? Well, it looked cool when Bregman did it, so I wanted to do it. That was amazing. Everyone thought Houston was going to win. Nationals came out of nowhere. Got them. 2020, no season. Barely. 60 games. Dodgers win Mickey Mouse ring. All right. Everyone kind of forgot who won 2020. And then 2022, 2021 comes. Atlanta Braves, Jock Peterson with the Pearls, Jock Tober, and not blowing a 3-1 lead that time. And now 2022, you're not. No one knows what's going to happen. Everybody's got favorites. Everyone's got, you know, the Yankees or the Dodgers or Houston, the Dodgers. But as the past seasons go, you never know what could happen in division series, much less the championship series. So when teams get hot, they get hot. And the time to get hot and stay hot is in the postseason. And a lot of these teams, I feel, are going to be hungry. They're going to play different. I'm going to. I'll speak on a few teams that I know are going to be feeling different. It's the Mariners. It's going to be the Padres. Say what you want about the Padres, but they're going to feel it differently because now they're going to be there now. Not after like um, 2021 when they just shit the bed and they blew it. And now you got the Cardinals with that veteran, with those veteran guys like back in the, back in the postseason together again. They play different. And then they got young guys in there. They got Nolan Arenado, who hasn't seen the postseason, I believe, since 2018 when they're in a wild card game against the Cubs. This, I don't care. This this postseason is going to be incredible, and I honestly can't wait. I'm ready for playoff baseball. I know everybody's ready for playoff baseball. Everyone's ready for the Division Series, the American League, the American League Series, the Div- oh my gosh, can't even tie. Champ- the the eight, the CS, the DS, the World Series, I don't care, whatever. Everyone's gunning for it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for playoff baseball. That's enough on that. But all in all, what a season for 2022. What a season. Damn. Next thing I got. Otani is staying with the Angels. They signed him to a one-year $30 million deal, the highest deal for an arbitration-eligible player. Funny that it's only for one year, which is weird, which I'm going to get into, you know, a little bit, not theories, but like, like a huh, like what if, all right, what if this happens and this happens? I'm going to get into that. But one year, $30, 30 um, million dollars for Shohei Otani through the 2023 season. And, um... I mean, you know what? First and foremost, good for him for getting paid $25 million more than what he's getting paid this year. I believe it's $5 million, if not less. So, you know what? Good for him. Good for him. Happy for him. He more than deserves it. 
he more than deserves it. That's the God honest truth. He more than deserves it. I believe he deserves more than $30 million a year, but it's only for one year. I mean, you can't, can't pay him, you know, $45 million for one year. You can't do that. It's just very unwise for a team to do. Um, but the real question that went through my mind is what happens with the angels now? They signed Shohei Otani for one year, $30 million. Is that, are they signing them just to keep them from, well, I mean, they're not going to, teams can't, or teams can't go in this offseason calling the Angels phones and be like, hey, are you ready to trade them? Hey, are you ready to trade them? Now that's off. Not necessarily, and I'll get into that in a minute. Let's, let's keep talking about the Angels here. So what is this saying? What is this saying to the fans? Like, hey, we sign them to one year, thirty million. Twenty twenty three is our year. We're gonna take back the West in the American League. Is that what that means? Like, we're gonna we're gonna beat the Astros. Come to think of it, Seattle's a team now. They're a team now. So you now you got two teams to worry about in a division. So is that what they're trying to say to the fans? If not, then I shit. I don't know. They're just signing them just so they they don't want they don't want their phones to get ringed off the hook here, with everyone calling like, "Hey, I got players X, Y, and Z for Shohei Otani. What do you think?" Nope. And they hang up. Nope. Hang up. Maybe they just didn't want to do that, and they're like, "All right, let's just sign them for one year to save our phone bill, and that's done." I don't know. Who knows what they're what why why they did it, but. And the other side is is good for Shohei Otani. Can't stress that enough. Good for him, but I don't know what the Angels are doing. Are it, hopefully that is a sign to their fans that's like we're gonna be competitive now. We're, we spend some money, spend thirty million dollars, we're ready to win because they have yet to have a full season with their three best players fully healthy. They haven't had that season yet. Maybe it's 2023. Everyone thought it was going to be 2022, and the season's damn near done. Who knows? Honestly, who who knows with what they're doing? Now, I'm going to get into what I think could potentially happen with this deal. So, Angels spend $30 million for one year. Shohei Otani. Now here here comes like the what if. As the season goes on and it's getting close to the trade deadline, if the Angels are not competitive, if they're not in a good spot, and when I mean by a good spot, I mean by the trade deadline, they're either in first or in second place and separated by no more than five games. That is a really, really good spot. I understand, you know, 10 games, oh, you're good, you're in second place, but 10 games is 10 games. And being that you're in second place, chances are Houston's in first, it's really tough to catch up to them, first of all. And if you're 10 games behind, chances are the Mariners are going to be like 11 and a half games behind you guys. That's the other thing you got to think about. So when I mean by if you're if they're in a good spot in July, come you know the trade deadline and and the all-star break then that deal for Shohei Otani looks looks good on their end now here's where it, it could flip if they're not 
competitive and they're, you know, they're going through their struggles. You know, they had a good, good April this year, good April and a little bit of May. You know, they were, they had a good run. They first place for a little bit and then shit the bed and all went downhill. If that happens, if that happens again, trade deadline comes, that $30 million for Shohei Otani doesn't look very smart anymore. Now it looks like the Angels are going to be the ones making the phone calls to, I don't know, the National League teams and be like, hey, we've already paid Shohei Otani this much money, let's say $15 million. Do you want to take the other 15 and trade and throw in a couple of your prospects because it's time? That is what could potentially happen with Shohei Otani is that trade because if they're not competitive and you're signing them for $30 million a year and you and and then at the end you're not going to want to be competitive for the rest of the, for you know 2024 or 2025 what are you holding on to them for set set them loose set them to another team and if after that even after 2023 is a free agent anyway are they planning to extend him and during the all-star break i don't think so i don't even think they have that in their mind yet i think the angels mind or the front office people are just like all right we sent him to one year we'll worry about him when september rolls around that's bad thinking that's really bad thinking in my opinion again i'm not front office person i'm not a gm i'm not a financial a financial guy by any means. I'm just thinking like in terms of what what I want to do. Now, that's what I feel it is because if they're competitive during, you know, when it comes to the trade deadline, you know, they hope, I don't know, if they have first place and you know they're looking like a powerhouse team again and they're looking to make their playoff run and they trade for guys to fill some holes, you know, if they have some, chances are they probably will, you know, whatever, what have you, they make that playoff runs, then when they're in the playoffs, then they can look at the fans and be like, hey, we signed him, we're in the playoffs now, we could talk about extending him when we want to, so you're, you fans, shut up already, we got where you wanted, now is that where fans really want to be? just in the playoffs no they want him in the world series fans want a ring for Shohei Otani for Mike Trout another ring for Anthony Rendon and all their other players that's what they want they want a ring you don't go through all this trouble just to make it to the playoffs to shut fans up that's not what you do you do you go through all the trouble to get there make the push and go to the world series and potentially win that's what you do but I don't think that's what the front office for the Angels actually think about. I think they just worry about what's in the now. They don't look ahead. I've said looking ahead so many times in so many episodes. It's all about looking ahead. They're not looking ahead. They're just looking at, all right, we signed them for 2023. We'll see where we are in the trade deadline. If we're if we're not competing, eh, all right, maybe we'll trade them. If we are, then we'll let it ride, and then we'll show fans like, hey, we did our thing. Now it's up to the players. But it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. So we'll see what the Angels do. But all in all, congrats on Shohei Otani with the one year, $30 million is more than deserved for him and his caliber 
of player that he is and what he does and what he's been doing for the past now two years. Hopefully he does again for the third year. That should be good. Be good for him. You get paid more money. Anyway, last thing I'm going to get into in this episode before I get the fuck out of here. We got National League drama and... It's it's looking like more drama for the National League than it is for the American League. Last year's drama was the American League drama. You know, the whole 163 game, potential game that was going to be played, you know, against Toronto and Boston or whatever. That was last year's stuff. Now there's some drama for the National League. And it's looking between the New York Mets and the Atlanta Braves that are separated by one game in their division. And the Philadelphia Phillies battling a last place spot in the wild card against the Milwaukee Brewers, which I'm going to get into first. I'm going to get into the wild card first, and then I'm going to get into the Mets and the Braves and looking like what their last games are looking like. One game is one game. You know, that's very, very significant. It's not, you know, it's not two it's one game. Like, you cannot lose one because that sets you back. Or you you could win one and that sets you ahead. You know, whichever team you're looking at here. And um, so I'm, I'm going to look into, well, no, not look into, but I'm going to pull up the um, National League wildcard standings right now. And as of right now, we're looking like the... The Mets, the the Mets make the playoff. The, right now, they're oh my gosh, we're getting we're, we'll get into it. But Mets are the first place wild card team for the National League. They have a twelve and a half game lead, which they're gonna make the playoffs. You know, it doesn't matter. Um, but here's here's the kicker: Padres have a one game lead for the second place wild card spot. The Phillies are right behind them. The Brewers are two games behind. The Phillies for the last wild card spot. So I'm not, not that I'm worried about the Padres. I mean, they're not my team, whatever. But I'm not worried about what potentially they could do. It's the Brewers. The fact that they're two games behind, and I'm gonna pull up the Brewers schedule right now, and they have three games left. Three games left, and they're going to Arizona to take on the Diamondbacks. Those should be easy wins for them. Three games now. Keep that in mind. Three games. Going back to standings real quick here. Three games. They have to. They have to win all three. They have to. They can win two. But if you win two, you're counting on the Phillies who are going to take on the Houston Astros to lose. That's a tough that's that those are tough games that the Phillies got against Houston in Houston. In Houston, by the way. That is very tough. If I'm Milwaukee, I'm looking to sweep the Diamondbacks. You have to sweep the Diamondbacks. You have to sweep them and you hope that the Phillies lose two in Houston. Because they cannot win two. If they win two, you gain no ground. Well, actually no. If they win two, lose one, and you sweep three, you're up by one game. So yeah, they need. Regardless, the Brewers need to win three. They need to win three. The best, the worst case is they win two and the Phillies get swept. 
Okay. But you, you want to win three. You can't hope for the other team to do what you want them to do. Like, Brewers want the Phillies to lose. Can't hope that they're going to lose. Phillies are a good team, but so is Houston. I understand that. You, they need to sweep all. They need to sweep the Dimebacks for all three games. Let's look real quick on the Padres. Who do they have? They have the San Francisco Giants for th- also three games, but they have a one-game lead. Could they be knocked out? Yes, they can. If they lose all three, they can be knocked out. If they, no, actually, no, I think they can stay in because if they lose all three, and if Milwaukee wins all three, they're in. The Phillies get knocked down, and the Padres stay at the number two spot. Well, who has the better record here? I'm looking. Let me see here. Um. Lose all three, win all three. Actually, the Padres and the Brewers would be tied, and then it goes into the um, the series winner for the season. So that's what it goes into. Okay. So yeah, there is a potential chance that the Phillies can get knocked out if they lose all three. Padres lose all three, and the Brewers win all three. I, there's just so many scenarios. It's just like last year. It's just like last year. That's why I want to get into the National League first because. It's between three teams, one team that's not even in it yet, and two that are in it, and they can stay in it, because Padres, I think the least they can do is get the last place spot, because I just saw right now that they clinched a playoff spot, a playoff, or a wildcard spot, so even if they lose all three, that doesn't push them out of the playoff, because... Phillies are 86 and 73. If they lose them all, they're knocked out. And then the the Brewers and the Padres are tied or would be tied at 87 and 75. And then it goes into, okay, well, who gets the second place spot? Then you go into the series winner for the season. Now I understand. Okay. Brewers need to win all three. Phillies need to win. It just comes down to the Phillies and the Brewers. Now, I had the Phillies in the postseason in one of the early episodes before the season even started. So I hope I'm hoping the Phillies will win. But I mean, two game two games back, I'm not saying they can't do it, but you're really hoping on a lot of things because if the Phillies win two and you win two, that doesn't get you anywhere. It leaves you right where you're at, and you gain nothing. Brewers need to win all three, and they need the Phillies to at least lose two of them. That's what they need. Yeah, so that's what they need. So that's what the wild card standing for the National League has looked like. Hopefully I didn't confuse you. I almost confused myself. But now let's get into the last thing that I'll talk about in this episode is the Mets and the Atlanta Braves being separated by only one game. Mets right now, you know what? Forgot to go over the date. What's today? Sunday, October 2nd. It is 7.24 p.m. All right. So, as of right now, Sunday, October 2nd, Mets are on a two-game losing streak. They're 98-60. and 60. Braves are on a two-game win streak, and they're 99-59. and 59. They have regained the first-placed NLE spot. And I'm not going to look at what the 
no, we'll look at both. So, but we'll look at we'll look at the Braves first. So the Atlanta Braves for their last three games, they're going to Florida to face the Marlins for three, and then we have the New York Mets, and I do believe that they have three games left. I believe everybody should have three games left. I could be wrong. Yeah, see the the Mets have uh three games left against the Nationals in New York. So. Mets need to win all three. Braves need to win all three. If Braves win two and the Mets win three, that puts them ahead again. whole bunch of different scenarios that can happen for this, just like in the wild card. But all in all, if you're the Mets, you want to sweep the Nationals so you can gain that spot back, and you want the Braves to lose one. That's what you want. Braves cannot sweep because then you gain no ground and you're in the number one wild card spot. I love playoff baseball. I love playoff baseball so damn much. And just all this drama. It's so good for baseball. It's so damn good for this. And it's just fun. I just can't wait. I just can't wait for all this drama. And it's in the next three days, which is exciting. So Thursday, I'm going to get into it. Get into the playoff preview because the bracket will officially be out because everything will be set. 100% 100% ready for game one of the wild card on Friday. So that's will be that will be episode number 34 coming out on Friday to talk about the playoff preview. And I'm just excited for playoff baseball as everybody, every other baseball fan should be. And it's going to be so damn exciting. And quick little thing, I guess, congratulations to the Reno Aces on winning the PCL championship and they're going to the um minor league national championship i don't know who they're facing oh they're facing durham i think that's who they're facing they're facing the durham bulls for the national league uh the national minor league championship so good luck to those teams congrats to reno they beat the chihuahuas this past friday uh, i believe it was nine to three or eight to three or something like that i didn't watch the game i was going to but i didn't oh well but congrats to reno for doing that thank you Everybody who's listening, thank you to Believe Podcast Network. And also, just be ready for playoff baseball. Be excited. Stay excited. Keep watching. Keep collecting, of course. And I'll catch you guys in the next one.